Good evening. This is the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. And being that it is a film podcast, I would be remiss if I don't mention the woman who was born today, 65 years ago. She's been gone for five years. She's been on this show multiple times from the afterlife. She has a lot to say, even now that she's dead. She's finally going to get her star on the Walk of Fame. Posthumously. And by further ado, tonight, Carrie Francis fucking Fisher. Do you like how I say that? Well, you know, I invented it. Yeah, I would have been 65. But my ex-husband, Paul Simon, is 80. Isn't that interesting? You know, my mother married a small Jewish singer, Eddie Fisher, and made me. And I didn't make anyone with Paul. Edie Burkell did that. It's been a very questionable afterlife experience. So, Carrie, do you like being on this show? Oh, sweetie, I love this show like I love a wet martini. And even in death, wet martinis really have their, well, their work cut out for, they're wet. So, throughout life, I mean, your career, more so your life, I love how you said, if your life wasn't funny, it would just be true, right? Oh, yeah. Were you uh, satisfied with how they digitally put you in the final Star Wars? Well, since George didn't work on it, yes and no. You need to understand something. They were going to use a hologram. I'm Carrie Fisher. How the fuck are they going to use a hologram? With my humor and those cigarettes? Yeah. Do you have any wisdom? Oh, sweetie. Being dead is not so much about wisdom. It's about leave me the fuck alone. And my mother, Carrie, my mother, I almost called my mother Carrie Fisher when my mother is Debbie Reynolds. Um, the afterlife has been very confusing to her at first because, oh, it's like you don't have to lift a finger and you get to hang out with Sammy and, and uh, Frank. Your death really stunned a lot of people. Um, And then they were surprised by the drugs. Well, life is filled with colorful moments. And yeah, eventually Whitney Houston, that shit catches up to you. But you know, and and I got to talk with Whitney recently. And crack is truly whack. But cocaine is fucking dangerous. Do you ever talk? I mean, you know, there's always that saying that you lose your soul to cocaine. Did you lose your soul, Carrie? Well, seeing that I'm in the afterlife, not necessarily. I didn't lose my soul, sweetie. But cocaine really does rob you of memories, and so much so. If I could go on a tangent just for a moment, the fact that, yes, this these factors contributed in sleep apnea to my heart attack cardiac arrest in 2016 
But I will say that I thankfully missed the Trump years. Yeah, you did. Uh, the Trump years really are a depressing... <sighs> I mean, I was right on the borderline of the Trump years. And uh, I don't know how much shit I could have taken. My mother, you know, she would love to be on the show, but doing seances, it, it's just not how she did it in the studio days. You know what I mean? Yeah, Carrie, I know what you mean. Um, I mean, you, you th- think of the films that you were in. Shampoo, Star Wars, Blues Brothers, When Harry Met Sally. Yeah. You know, Bruno Kirby, he and I were in When Harry Met Sally, and he was he was a really good actor. He died too young, and I thankfully I ran into him at the Heaven Mothership. Um, yeah, the, the film that I'm most proud of, though, that I wasn't even in, was, of course, Postcards from the Edge, because I wrote it. Meryl Streep played me, one of the greatest actresses of my generation. And Shirley MacLaine, Cheryl, played my mother. There have been times where you've said that, or you haven't said this, but your mother has said that. Postcards from the Edge is not you and your mother. Well, she doesn't want to admit it, but it is. Many of it is true. It is, but it's written from a, a non-fictional, a novelistic standpoint. It's it's not written in the third person because I'm a first person. But yeah, there's a lot of me in there. Some of it you have to cloud over with other scenes. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. Um, being, I mean, if you let's say you had married, you had stayed married to Paul Simon. <laughs> yeah, that would have been a joke. Would he still be alive at eighty? Heavens, no. I think with me, Paul just you know was not always bridge over troubled water. It was more so the boy in the plastic bubble. And I pierced that bubble. You got to understand something. Paul Simon is one of the nicest guys in music. It takes a lot to fucking push him over the edge. And I think working with Art Garfunkel, Artie, um, at times would push him over the edge. And when we first started dating, I was privy to the shit that him and Art, Artie and him would fight. And... Because, you know, you got to understand, it's called Simon and Garfunkel. It's not called Garfunkel and Simon. Not to say that Paul was the leader, although songwriting-wise, he was. You know, but yeah, he would not He would not be celebrating 80 if he was still married to me. The, the drugs and, the, and we wouldn't have had children. Um, I'm so glad that he married Edie Burkert, Burkell, you know, and, um, had children, and, um, I had Billy. I wouldn't, I wouldn't change it for the world that I had Billy with Brian, you know, um, takes a lot to marry a gay guy, and he is just so amazing. I caught him in the act, and I, you know, I've dabbled myself. Really, Carrie? <laughs> 
Well, not a lot of people know that. And pussy is very interesting. But dick is even more. So you gay boys, I love them. I, I, I will tell you that it is intriguing when the man that made your child is involved in male coitus. But then again, he doesn't have a vagina, so it's not really male coitus. It's fucking. And I have to say, I was raging, but at the same time, I was equally turned on. I said, oh, go get it. And I'm not going to reveal which one was the top or the bottom. I don't think it matters. Or if they were versatile. That's all... uh, 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 you know, I, I die with those secrets. So you you had a, a same-sex experience. Uh, yeah, and and I'm so thankful I was never on Watch What Happens Live. I've heard stories about my good friend Kathy Griffin, who is just amazing. You know, told me stories about Andy Cohen and the Coke. And I was already doing Coke. I'm Carrie I'm Carrie fucking Francis Fisher. Okay? Well, I'm Carrie Fisher. And I had a Coke problem, sweetie. And aside from lithium and other wonderful things for the mind, um, yeah. It, it's fascinating. Do you think... Here's my question for you, because he's good friends with Anderson Cooper. Oh, yes. I've met Mr. Cooper and his mother, Gloria. And you've had her on the show. Um, I don't think they ever fucked. I think Andy Cohen is the type of man who would say, Oh, you're a Vanderbilt. And that's a big turnoff for Anderson Cooper. So tell me about this same-sex experience. (laughs) You want to know about it? I won't say the lady's name. I won't say when it occurred, but it was equally delicious. Well, I mean, this is a film podcast, and we're gonna and we're gonna talk about films, Carrie. But did she did she make you squirt? <laughs> you sick son of a fucker. Um. Well, yeah. You know, it was it was satisfying. Because sometimes men, and I'm not talking about you, just don't know how to fuck it. They think it's this button, and they, oh yeah, I'm fucking turned on. And and they and they fuck you like they're stabbing you, okay? Like they're fucking plowing, like you're a field and they're plowing you, okay? Now, gay sex is so enjoyable. With men, you douche and you, you know, either take a coffee enema and then you do, um, you know, like kind of an anal reliever. Now, with vaginas, there is scissor sistering. Of course, there is a band, a wonderful band called Scissor Sisters. And then there's a lot of coitus on coitus. And I'll leave it at that. Was this during Star Wars? No. During Star Wars, my legs were spread for Anderson Cooper. 
Oops, I'm sorry. I'm just kidding. He was just a babe. Um, Harrison Ford. What do you have, Anderson, on the brain? Well, he is a fox. A silver fox. But he's gay. I had one of the most manly movie stars ever. And at the same time, he was sensual. It wasn't just in and out, in and out, like a clockwork orange. Harrison Ford, as a lover, taught me so much about heartbreak. Because I was equally smitten, sweetie. And I was Princess Leia. So it was in the script for me and Han Solo to basically do the Hans together. Star Wars, I mean, shampoo, shampoo was kind of crazy because here I was, a teenager, looking at Warren Beatty and saying, Wanna fuck? And my mother encouraged it. You gotta remember, with the one husband that she had, I think it was the one that left all the, that took all her money, was it Carlson? And had the hookers. Um, she said that I should mate with him because our children would look good. Do you think if um, you and Anderson, or not Anderson, sorry, you have him on the brain too? <laughs> See what I mean? Me and Harrison? I don't think so. Harrison was very interesting. I, I'll I'll say this since he's still alive. Harrison likes to fuck. And he likes to make love, but mostly he's Indiana fucking Jones. Really? Yeah. If we had had kids, some of these men, it's like, yeah. It would have been, I mean, if me and Belushi had hooked up and we didn't, it would have been cocaine on cocaine. We both would have been dead within a week. Was John Belushi's death... I mean, you guys did... Blues Brothers together. Did that bother you? It's an understatement that it bothered me. It was a heart-pounding, haunting moment. I wasn't Princess Leia anymore. And I was watching people die of drugs. Of cocaine and heroin and these speedballs and shit. So that gets me to Courtney Love. You were almost like a a mother to her. Yeah. Courtney... Courtney is a very interesting character. I first caught wind of her. I saw the Barbara Walters interview. And and she needed help. And she looked like she was dying on camera. And later on, she told me that she was dying. And this is when she got together with with um, Edward Norton and his mother was dying. So it was these two people coming together. And Courtney Love... Courtney Love is a damn good actress. And didn't get nominated. And I'm a member of the Academy, even in heaven. And she wasn't even nominated for People vs. Larry Flint. An exceptional movie. I was root... Hey... You get an Oscar when you show in full-on bush and titty in a bathtub. And you're dying. And it's just... Usually you die and you get the Oscar. My uh, good friend 
Shirley MacLaine got her first Oscar nomination because she died in her first movie. And it was Frank Sinatra that told them, let the kid die and she'll get an Oscar nomination. Because usually you die in the film and you get no- you get nominated. So if you had died in films, you would have got, you think Star Wars? Yeah. I, I mean, you, you look at Sir Alec Guinness, and, and, I, and I'm not going to spoil it for people, because everyone has seen Star Wars. We know what happens to Obi-Wan Kenobi. And, of course, what do they do? They nominate Sir Alec Guinness. He didn't win. He thought it was ridiculous. He had won for Bridge Over the Fucking River Kwai. Carrie, you like to say the F word a lot. You and your, your friend Griffin Dunn. Oh, yeah. We we lost each other's virginity to each other. He likes to call me fuck face. Because he did fuck my face. But I fucked his, too. Talk about a wet martini. <laughs> yeah. And finally, the documentary Blinding Lights about you and your mom. It was kismet, sweetie. I'm Carrie Fisher, and it's kismet. It's kismet that we did that documentary together. It was a moment to to it's singing in the rain meets Princess Leia. The radio was melting, and we had our moment in the sun. And when we went through, you know, it's like Coco. I'm not going to say what the afterlife truly is like. Because everyone must experience it like a Nirvana album. Oh, that's deep. Yeah. Smells Like Teen Spirit is different for everyone. Now, it's... I'm not going to say if it's like Coco. You've seen the movie. With the pedals. Um... How did you watch that? Sweetie, I'm in the afterlife. I could watch the Tommy Lee Ander- and Pamela Anderson tapes, alright? They've got them here. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Is Richard... No. Uh, I don't know where Dick Nixon is, but his tapes are here. Yeah. Um... What was what was surprising? Well, I'm gonna say this. Go, go. Carrie Fisher, me. When Meryl Streep got her Cecil B. DeMille Award, and she honored me, and that was a moment. I will never forget as long as I afterlife. Carrie, thank you. And happy birthday. Oh, thank you. You know, Courtney tried to seance me. Here's the thing. Courtney's a good girl. A lot of people think she killed Kurt. She didn't. She didn't kill him. I think sometimes when you're that famous or infamous, things take a different shape. 
I'm Carrie Fisher. This is the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast, where we talk about shit. Oops, I did it again. Unpleasant dreams.